welcome back to the OMG Podcast. I am one of your MGs, Matthew, and with me, as always, our other MG, Michael. How are you doing, Michael? You know, today must be my lucky day, because I was just out on a nice little walk around my little neighborhood, and there was just a watch hanging from a tree. I got a free watch, buddy. (laughs) I mean, that's a good (laughs) omen if I've ever seen one before. Never is a bad thing ever going to happen if I just take a watch from uh, from a random tree in my neighborhood, right? I mean, if if movies are a lessons, a life lessons, I'd always be suspicious of a free watch. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, how about you? Well, on, on my end, I've been brushing up my Irish accent because Ooh, clearly it doesn't yeah, take a whole there. lot to be casted in a movie. <laughs> I mean, that that's one of the crazy, the movie today, <laughs> in case you have not read the title, you just trust us so much, you just autoplay yeah. the podcast when, it, when you turn Which at this point, on. if you're listening to it, you might, you never know. You might just, yeah. Uh, we are talking about discussing Gangs of New York. We're, we're here now at the end, not the last movie, but the second to last movie mm-hmm. in the 2002 bracket. And it's one that's coming in with a decent amount of... You know, I would say fanfare. It's still yeah. discussed. People know of it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at this movie online, I'd say probably a good 30% is just absolute eviscerations of Cameron Diaz's accent. I mean, I feel like she gets it a little worse than some other people. And she like she's a part of it. She's not it. You know what I mean? I, she's not she's not the one person that you get to point a finger at in this movie as not having a believable portrayal of an accent. I'd say she's probably the worst offender. But I mean, I not to say I'm not a Leo fan. Like I like Leo. Nothing wrong with Leo. Yeah. I don't think he's great in this role. I don't think his character is very interesting. This, that's that's I don't, not to jump it too far ahead in our overall movies. Mm-hmm. Stuff online there's a lot of mixes a lot mm-hmm. of people love it and a lot of people that find it very very boring and bad and the acting bad well i and i feel like that's where the genres are going to get you and and, and they're going to either help you or they're going to hurt you because this movie is very specific in what it's going after and if you're not looking for it it is absolutely not going to be for your taste. Like you can, I, I, you can pretty much just say that right off the bat. Whenever you say something is historical, when like, it's not, we were coming off the heels of another historical movie with the, yeah. the pianist, but mm-hmm. couldn't be more different in the method of reenactment of of history going on. Absolutely. Yeah, pianist was going for like very full realism, trying to get you into the world and. In, in as non-negative a way as I can say it, this felt very stagey. Gangs in New York yeah. felt like I'm on the back lot of Universal. Like if you just if you panned up a little, like five extra inches up, it would just be nothing but gorgeous sunset. It just it did not feel like I'm actually in New York when I'm watching this movie. Whereas Pianist, for all of its other issues, did feel like I am in a friggin' ghetto in warsaw this felt more like wow these are some very well created stages yeah i mean it not i wouldn't say that was my biggest gripe like the the stage production it's good i i think that's probably the best part of the movie is the way it looks 
mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like the time period to me. It looks like, you know, very attractive people who have good <laughs> teeth and like decent <laughs> manicure routines going on. Like th- that's the type of stuff that you're not going to see in a movie like the pianist where you're looking for mm-hmm. hyper realism. This was more of an action rendering version of, you know, 20th century America. Yeah. But let's continue with what what exactly are we trying to get into when we're talking about gangs in New York? So first and foremost, it's a historical movie. So if you're not again, when I when I think of historical, I always think of at least thirty, you know, twenty ish years in the past. So enough time where it's like that generation is kind of reminiscing about their parents or older. That's that's yeah. or their or their own growing up time. Um, and this is you know, over over a hundred years growing up. To, you know, their adolescence. We call childhood, yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever you call it there in your world. <laughs> um, so historical, absolutely. Drama. This movie is heavy on multiple kinds of drama. I would say it's very specifically a revenge movie. Mm-hmm. It is very specifically a undercover movie. Someone's taking up a kind of false identity. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, espionage. But I think espionage typically means like your job. But it's, I wish it's it the was same more thing. like that, though. I wish it was uh, more espionage and not accidental gang involvement. I, I, I agree. I agree. I wish it was more it, like it was more purpose driven, where it was like, here's this thing. I want the Ocean's Eleven. Here are the steps I got to get to be able yeah, to be on exactly. the on Bill the Butcher's oh, yeah. be- right hand man by this date. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it is not at all that. Um, it is social commentary. It's got a lot to talk about with politics, classism, racism. It's all in that there. That was really shoot. I mean, yeah, of course. I think the. This is a movie that tries to stand on too many themes. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. And it tries to have a take on everything, mm-hmm. which just makes all of the takes kind of confusing. Yeah. And that's one of the, my least favorite parts of this movie is the class struggle they tried to shoehorn in at the end. Mm-hmm. That that really frustrates me. And, and And how long this movie is, is a slap in the goddamn face. I mean, slap. I mean, it's, it's like they, they took their fancy glove off and they just boom, boom, both sides of the cheeks with uh-huh. little leather face action. Hate it. I hate that yeah. how long it is just to fit in all these different themes that mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's a lot of forces at this period of New York that are causing this mm-hmm. like racial hostility, economic hostility. But you very purposefully chose not to give me that as the primary story so just cut it out give me bill the butcher against leo dicaprio that's all i wanted to see in this movie but Mm -hmm. you didn't give me that at all no no you gave me a a long political rally we got we got we got political elections we have yeah, people being um, I don't know Shanghai into into becoming Union uh, Army members like right <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> Just a lot of stuff going on around the social commentary. So that I feel is probably the element that either is the you give it a zero or you give it a very high grade for for that. It's either very boring and you're like, why am I watching this? Or it's like this is why I want to watch the movie. I don't care about the rest. That's where I feel yeah. most people are going to fit in that. It's Pretty also true. gonna. It would have been a lot more palatable had any Mm -hmm. of that political intrigue had any sort of there was any sort of stakes 
mm-hmm. for the characters that we care about. Yeah, but there, it would just wasn't. That's just what's happening on the on the heels of the Civil War is we have conscription going on, which is like okay, mm-hmm. but not what I want to watch. I don't want to see conscription. Yeah. It- I don't want to get into the end just in case, you know, anybody hasn't hasn't seen the end and, and just kind of how everything gets tied in at the end. But there needed to be more of like Tamney Hall or I don't know what that guy's name is. Mr. Can Can uh, from Mr. Can Can Man. Yeah. From, from, from Moulin Rouge. Jim but Broadbent. He, yes. He needed more. He needed something else to do like to kind of be the like a villain or more of a of a partner to Leo at the end and instead they went with the, more of the amorphous mob as the bad like, guy. I I really Which we, we'll we gotta, talk about the yeah. end but this is up there for just like <laughs> wild endings. <laughs> like yeah, we we talk about Hollywood writing things out so like everything's like oh it's you know to the you know to the point like everything comes together and it all works and you can go back and figure it all out. This was like no, you have no you you couldn't write down how you think this movie is going to end. Yeah, and be right going into it. No, but they pull the rug out from under us. Like the whole movie, <laughs> the it's like ramp up to the fight, ramp up to yeah. the fight, and then yeah. it's just the way they they culminate everything is is such a weird choice because they're writing this yeah these are not real events yeah you can have this be thematic like the way it's ending like give me that big hurrah (laughs) that we've been like edging towards and Mm -hmm. it's it's the complete opposite it's like a wet fart trumpet sound at the end (laughs) and then we get like this yeah we'll get we'll get to the actual things but as broad strokes Mm -hmm. very poorly crafted movie yeah. And that's where it's, it, when when you're doing comedy, that's like that's one of the, the great things you, you can do with a comedy is build something up with dramatic tension and then severely undercut it where, oh, yeah, these like two two great rivals are going to battle. And then as they're getting ready to battle, they both have a stroke and die. Uh, if you're playing it as a comedy, that could work. That could, you, you could be like, oh, that's, that's, OK, that's hilarious. But when you've been building up for two plus hours to that as your crescendo. And it then has like a crescendo that's out of anybody's hands. It's, it might as well have just been aliens come down from, um, Oh man, I'm thinking about it. What is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> where do the aliens come down? They're fighting, he's fighting the cow. Kung, uh, Kung, uh, Kung Pao chicken. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Kung Pao, right. Enter the fist or whatever. There it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see what they're what they're saying. I mean, the the idea that you have these poor people, these minorities fighting amongst each other and being a distraction to the larger issue, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think the movie's trying to make a point of near the end is yeah. all these petty squabbles of the lower class are games from the rich that are just intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. And like fine, I guess. Like I, that's not like, what I came to see. I, I came to see gang fighting, mm. and so much of this movie is not gang fighting. And the mm. gang fights that we get are just kind of spectacly and choreographed, and not really what I'm. This isn't what I remembered. I guess watching this as a younger kid, it was more satisfying. Mm. Those battles now, it's a little bit like. 
okay, let's get to the prime fight that's happening in the middle of it because everything else is just like a sea of mess that doesn't yeah. matter. And that's always strange to me. Like when you have like the two captains, mm-hmm. they're like looking for each other in battle and then one one of them goes down, the battle's over. Like that just no. feels like a game mechanic. Like he's like shouting, oh, got him guys, <laughs> over. Like I mean, at, at least at least they had the guts to call it out. They had the guts to just call it out of, he just started screaming, look, who, who do I have underneath my knife? Everybody look at this. Everybody look, at I, look what I've done. All right. Well, we'll get into the, into the play-by-play here in a second. Oh. We went over some of the categories. Let's see. Just Don't forget romance, been... just in case you oh, forgot. Oh, I is there a romance in this? Romance. Oh, there's romance in here. And that is also where I feel a lot of mistaken time is spent. But it's also got to, like, they felt... I will have to get, I'll, I'll save my thoughts until we get into the individual review components of this. Cause there's just so many things that we, we've cut. We always come back to this point of you're not, this is not a real, real life story. You're like, you're not doing a documentary. Yeah. These are not real people. And even if they are real people, they're so fictionalized. You're not telling like a biography of any one of these people. Why did you, why are you writing it this way? Write better storylines as to why characters would be doing certain things. And the relationship is just the primo example of it. Someone gave a note. Well, we have to have a female love interest in this, or we're losing a, you know, 25, 30% of the people that might come and watch our movie. So throw something in there. And it's the classic trope of the woman's in danger. And that's, what's driving the plot. Yeah, but it's the modern spin of, but it's a woman who doesn't need help and ends up, you know, helping him. Like, then they, they help each other essentially, which I'm all for, but it's also, it's, it, it, it's still very thematic. It's still very, um, I don't know, on the nose. Like, it just yeah. feels artificial. You've seen it before. Even if yes. you haven't seen this movie, you've seen the relationship mm-hmm. between Leo and Cameron Diaz. It's nothing special at all. Yep. She's got a couple like uh, character moments where she's got like scars from a C-section she had. It's like, okay, I could get the humanity involved there. But the character development in this movie is surface level to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's take a look at some of the critical reception, the box office numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a success yeah. box office wise. It made almost $200 million worldwide. Um, tons. In terms of its critical reception, not bad. It was nominated for like 10 different things for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of respected journalists have this in their top 10 lists of twenty uh, of uh, 2002, including mm-hmm. Ebert's uh, partner, Roper, who Roper? doesn't get much uh, love in terms <laughs> of the discussion elements. But he had this as his best movie of the year. Uh. Yeah. And did not make the top 10 of Ebert. So that must've been a little awkward around the table. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awkward. When I, I said something's the best, you're like, not even top 10 of the year, bro. <laughs> not even in the mix. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 72%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got Metacritic giving yep. it a 72 out of a hundred. So they have it as a high end movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have cinema score. Has the average grade of the audience between a B and an A minus? Not bad. Uh, it's it seems like it's a lot of middling performance in terms of when it came out 
from mm. the majority of actual critical reviews, but does rank within the top 10 of the movie on most of those magnet metrics, which is yeah. not surprising to me. When this movie, again, when we were drafting, this was my second, was my first or second pick? Second pick. Uh, this was your second, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I viewed this as a movie that definitely deserved to get in. I was surprised it wasn't an auto bid. But yeah, me seeing too. the reception now, it's I get it. I get I mean, it's just there's better movies in every category this movie's going for. It's not mm-hmm. the best action movie, it's not the best drama, it's not the best romance, not the best historical anything. It's just meh. It's it's also, in my opinion, not really an action movie. There are really two builds itself scenes. as an action movie. You watch the yeah. trailer, like, all right, here we go. Let's see some gang yeah. violence. No, there's there's violence. There's like, you know, brutalness. But in terms of actual action, there's probably two scenes. Yeah, so there's really only two major action sequences at the bookends, beginning and end, and then just like moments of violent, you know, brut- brutal violence throughout, but really I mean- action twice. I'd say it's yeah. There's more violence than action. I mean, there's yes. a couple. I mean, my I think there's a couple sizzle scenes in this movie yeah. that are pretty good, and they mostly revolve around Daniel Day Lewis. Well, yeah, which is intentional. I mean, they, I think you know what you're getting out of this movie. You're coming to watch Daniel Day Lewis at this point. I think it's mm-hmm. the only thing that's still like legacy wise is Bill the Butcher is like an iconic figure. Yes, does he deserve it? I mean, maybe I think he he's he's good, and there's some memorable lines. There's he 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 seems like a menacing figure, um, but I think he stands so far above everybody else because everyone else is kind of bad. I, I I won't say bad. I will say no one's no one's giving the same intensity that he is. Everyone else is in uh, like. A different, like almost like Charles Dickensian movie, where it's you know Leo coming up the the ranks of the gang, and he is like you know the rise of Darth Vader. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like how you know how much power this man has to control everything, and then we're focusing seventy percent of our time on the underling, and yet the movie's not really even about that. And that that and that's what's crazy. Yeah, the, the movie doesn't really have a, a central plot. That's I, I, it's revenge. Yeah, but is that that's not what the movie's about? No, like when you, when you get to the end of what the message is, it seems more about the work of. I don't want to spoil the ending, I guess, but the way I interpret kind of where the movie like soft lands to, is that all of the actions of our the people we descend from their actions slowly, even though they crafted the environment that we live in, they're slowly forgotten. And then new principles and ideas take over from there. We build upon the past. You you look at like the, the the idea of this movie is there's at least in the beginning, there's rival minority groups within New York. who are battling for control of the five points area which is a notorious like crime-ridden street where it, it funnels in from a bunch of different main avenues in New York. And there's the Dead Rabbits, who are the Irish Protestants. Mm-hmm. And then you have the 
natives. No, I was I was Catholics because it's a very Catholics. big point about the go. Pope. Yeah, yeah. So they're the Catholics. And then you have the natives who are the they're the Protestants. I mean, religion is like not even a point of contention really other than just more of like uh i'm gonna use it as a yeah, you're insult. going to hell and i'm not it's going more to hell. Of, yeah it's more of uh, we were born here you guys came here on a boat like you you specifically came on a boat you bad my parents might have come on a boat but i was born on this soil so i'm a native like that's as, as much as i understand the difference between these two gangs yeah, and so that's what you're assuming the movie's going to be about, the, the mm-hmm. dynamics between those two groups and like the melting pot that is New York. But the end, <laughs> it, it's it's making a different statement entirely. Yeah, and, which and, it would have been would have been much better if it had stick stuck to that first initial idea of the melting pot. If because this movie is so much about classism and racism. But it way doesn't. Way more than you think. You're going way to the movie more thinking, than hey, it's going to be gang violence. No, it's mostly like word violence going yeah. on. Like, got to hide your kids, hide your wife. There's some <laughs> end bombs coming down. <laughs> um, yeah. The, yeah. The, as much social commentary ab- ab- that this movie is pointing out, it also has a lot of danger in that it's most, I won't say likable character, but by far the most memorable character is someone who is unapologetically in like what I would say he would even classify himself as evil. And that's, that's a weird person to have, but honorable. Yes. And whatever. He's not, there's plenty of ways he's shown not to be honorable. No, that that's one of the chief things I want to start off when we get into the break by breakdown is what in the world was the relationship between Liam Neeson and Bill the butcher where like no one has come close in 15 years to marking how much honorable this man is. I know it's just so it's such a guy thing. It's <laughs> it's, it's almost like it. That's yeah. like what Marvel stuff's about. Like oh, I'm looking yeah. for a good like a rival to make me the the true bad guy I want to be or the, whatever mm-hmm. that that conflict is needed for me to to feel special. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Like there's there moments where he's like basically staring into the camera talking about how he wants someone to fight against again. And mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, whoopee. I don't care. Yeah. That's not yeah. what I came to watch this movie for. <laughs> Someone's seeking out their ultimate competitor. And there's a moment in this movie where it's like, he, you finally thought, all right, here we go. They're going to fight him and Leo mm-hmm. are going to fight. And then they get there. And then Bill's like, Oh no, you're too weak. I'm going to leave and come back when you're ready. I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like that's mm-hmm. too, it's too like grandiose of a, of a mission for someone like Bill the butcher. It's very like, yeah, it's very Genghis Khan of, yeah, kill all the men, and, you know, rape the ladies. And then, you know, I want to make sure we leave every kid with a photo of me and tell them, bring it whenever they get old. <laughs> you think you're special? <laughs> bring it. Okay. Well, uh, well, let's give our, I think we've probably buried, we've, we've, we've not buried the lead. We've come out and said what our opinions are of this movie, but let's give uh, one final uh, category. Uh, where we were, what bucket we put this movie in before we get to our play by play. Just as a reminder, I know it's been a while. We have our OMG system with a honorary mm-hmm. H in there for the high ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this movie outstanding? Is it high end? Is it memorable or is it garbage? Why don't you start us off, Michael? Well, this movie is one that I was really looking forward to our discussion because starting off, this was, this is what I'm now going to brand as a hmm. <laughs> 
because, because I didn't know if it was high end or memorable. It's a straddler of the two where we obviously we, we've already been poking holes in a lot of those elements, but that tends to be something that, you know, you do when there are some things that are done very well is it's not as easy to, you know, kind of point those out as much. And so it's a lot easier to poke, you know, the holes on the plot and some of the other, other foundations, but there are some things that are done very, very well in this movie. And just in terms of the actual, like practical filming to make it look like, you know, 1860s New York it it does invoke a lot of that you know period the again Bill Bill the Butcher as a character and you know Daniel Day-Lewis as the actor elevate so much of what's going on there are some fun scenes you know if you can cut you know this two hour you know two and a half hour movie you know get it down to an hour just by watching some of the better scenes of the movie (laughs) it does elevate it but I do feel ultimately it's not it's not a movie that I feel everyone needs to see. I feel like the elements are done better in many other movies. So ultimately, I think I'm going to give this an M. This is a memorable movie. Yeah, I mean, a good points. This It's frustrating. Movies like this make me feel more frustrated than upset mm. because there's yeah. so there's so much that could have been done. You had I'm not angry, a, I'm disappointed. I, it's exactly that. You have a great director. Yeah. You have a very good cast. You have an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. You have a book to base things off of. Well, and, I didn't know there was a book. Yeah, I mean, the book about the right. Bible? <laughs> it's like an older, it's like 1927 or something that it came out. But it's, okay. it's still based off of something. You have a lot of content. You have a rich mm-hmm. history to go over. and. The idea of ending up with a runtime of two hours and 45 minutes mm-hmm. is unforgivable. I know this is back in the time where runtimes were just higher, especially on dramas than they are nowadays. Mm-hmm. But it's such an investment of time to watch a movie that's this long. And it's not worth it. And I, I, there's no element of this movie that that rises above enough to be, to warrant the boredom that comes with another like hour or hour plus of this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be a garbage, but this is a movie I'm I really will never watch again outside wow. of like being forced to for something like this <laughs> or, or <laughs> uh, you know being stuck and having to watch it. But I mean, there's good scenes. There's scenes that mm-hmm. I do like. There's again, Daniel Lewis is very good. But that doesn't make up for the fact that I'd, I'd say over half of this movie, I just I don't I just don't like it at all. So it's it's a high G. It's not a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, but it's a waste of time. I would I would recommend no one watch it unless you had some sort of film class or like a character <laughs> study on Bill the Butcher. Uh, and Cameron Diaz, I do nominate her for a Razzie for this. She might just be the worst of anything we've seen this movie this this year in acting. Oh, that's 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 a that's a bold face, bold face lie. Of, of some well, of the I things don't. that we've seen. Cammy I mean, Diaz, Cammy Diaz is getting dragged through the mud when like this is like again, people are telling actors and actresses what they should should and should not be doing. They're telling her to do some of these things, and I'm not gonna say that she's 100 percent pulling them off, but there are elements where I'm like, yeah, she's nailing what what she's being asked to do. It's just the character is not well thought out. No, I disagree. I disagree. I don't think she's doing much at all. Again, it's not her fault. She shouldn't have been there. 
It's like if I if I if I'm playing third base for the Yankees next year, it's not mm-hmm. my fault. Yeah. I didn't get put, I didn't get my put money. there. <laughs> <laughs> they paid me and I'm doing my job. Like, what do you want me to do? You shouldn't have hired her. I don't yeah. know why she's there outside of maybe she was like a name that could draw people. But uh, bad choice. She had too much to do and didn't do it well. So that, that's an issue. Uh, waste <laughs> of Brendan Gleason. I'll say that. Uh, they kept wanting him to be more important. And yeah. then even when he was, it just didn't matter again. But great actor. Liam Neeson. You expect mm-hmm. more. I didn't even know that was him, honestly. When we were yeah, watching I mean, it, when I'm watching it again, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a guy that looks familiar. But he's in it for like 10 minutes. Well, he, in this one, he hadn't earned all of his skills yet. He only, he only had a very limited set of skills. All right. Is there uh, anything else before we move on to the play-by-play? I'm trying to think. Obviously, this was, you know, anytime a movie's rated R, you got to think that, you know, the, the kids' sites have already said, you know, no-go. And this one, yeah, is definitely a no-go from the let's think about the kids' corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would honestly say that my way of thinking about it isn't necessarily like when is the youngest someone should be able to watch something. Cause that truly is like, I don't know. That's up to you as parents and what kind of kid you're trying to raise for society to have to deal with. Um, but I think it's more of like, when, when is a movie probably going to be the most appreciated? And I feel this is a movie for someone in their twenties. I feel like it's not, pre-20s it's not enough like interest action kind of intrigue to really be you know enjoyed and you're probably going to get the wrong idea of of what they're trying to do with the Mm -hmm. classism and racism i feel like 20s is where you can kind of start understanding a little more about the history of what they're trying to go off of but after that i feel like then you're just like well if you want some more of the higher class deeper dives into these there's better movies it's just maybe they don't have as much intrigue even as this one does so that's where i feel like this one's a good early 20s vibe yeah all right well let's uh let's go ahead and we'll transition now into our play-by-play spoiler zone so if for whatever reason you wanted to watch this movie and not know what's happening stop now Mm -hmm. If you let's really... play that, uh, yeah, let's play that Dead Rabbits conga line music. <laughs> so everyone, line up! <laughs> I know. Let's watch. Let's watch some. I don't know the bagpipes, and in Bagp- the fight, flute. I, I'm. I don't know if it is a fife, but if it's not a fife, that's what I think a fife sounds like. Well, you, you, let's have the audience. Fife is a fun word. So let's you tell me what's it. what's happening here with this score. <laughs> Right there, that's where they found it. Yeah, that's where you get right there. You got the air coming in right as it's coming out. You got that great. I don't know what the instrument is, but it took really, a while. It, yeah. to, for it took, to fully hit a fit. Man, yeah. that's not what I think of when I think of a hype song. I think if I'm in my cave and we're all putting on our weapons and getting mm-hmm. ready to go out there and fuck up some natives, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's what I'm um, what I'm ne- to. Next MMA fighter, if you're listening, I want you to c- come out to the Dead Rabbit Connor song. Conor McGregor coming out to the Dead Rabbit song. Dun, 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 dun. I, will, I will say, this is the, again, this is the opening scene. This is like, what, 50 seconds into the movie we get to this, where they're all, they're in a cave. Mm-hmm. 
and they're they're just again they're getting ready. They're like wrapping their fists. You got what's her name? Hellcat Maggie doing some weird shit with like some Wolverine claws. <laughs> She's got... in the back. <laughs> yeah, she's sharpening her little claws up. You got John C. Riley's there. He's one Which... of the rabbits. Oh, and hey, by the way, if you forget or you don't remember who might or might not have been in this cave during this initial uh, flash <laughs> flashback period in this movie, every time one of them is then seen 20 years later, oh, don't you worry, you're getting a flashback to show you that they were there. Don't you because worry the movie's that. so long, it's like, hey, remember this back in the first act, like an hour and a half ago? Right. Uh, but this is this is what you think of. Mm-hmm. If, this is sizzle. Mm-hmm. This is it's crazy. You're getting a sizzle 50 seconds into a movie, but this is the energy I want from the entire movie. I want that yes. suspense that like you're getting me ready for something and like combat. Like this movie's about fighting. And Bill the Butcher is mm-hmm. a fighter. And like that's what you're thinking is going to be happening. Like, this is round one. And you're going to yeah. get like more coming. And this is the biggest and best fight of the movie. And it happens in the very beginning. It's front-loaded. Yeah. It's also, in my opinion, it's also the most visually striking of anything in the movie. It could, yeah. Because we start off, which again, the, you know, the famous Manhattan cave system. But you get... <laughs> <laughs> We start off in this underground cave with seemingly hundreds of this dead rabbit society or gang just coming out of the woodwork. Everyone's having their, it must be Sunday because they're all, I guess it doesn't have to be Sunday for having their communion, but everyone's, everyone's having a little communion before war. They're coming out and like, and as they're coming out, they're walking in procession and it's like, it's, seemingly one long shot of them walking through this cave system then going through the building that connects to the cave system yeah coming out of the building then the music stops we see bill the butcher's rival gang and then popping got, up like, yeah quick shit talking which mm-hmm. again yeah. this, this is what you want you want yeah. rivals to like i don't care fuck you you know what fuck you back like that's what you want to see we're here to one of us is dying today so yeah i'm gonna say some stuff right now yeah they're both about that life i think is what they're making clear like yeah i'm supposed to be here fighting to the death that's what i want to do why the priest decides to fight with like a cross that's like pointed at the end is i think that's sacrilegious but I think at a certain point, everyone in these kinds of movies is like D&D fighters where it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, that's under six feet long. So sure, yeah. you can make I get, that. I get my double- cleric modifier for using this and <laughs> make double arm combat. Uh-huh. Uh, well, let's play this uh, shit talk sesh back and forth between the priest and the, and the butcher. <laughs> the size of their this attendance. The Pope's new army. A few crusty bitches and a handful of ragtags. I know, Bill. You swore this was a battle between warriors, not a bunch of Miss Nancys. So warriors is what I brought. Yeah. Uh, you're a bunch oh. of Nancys. Now you're mm-hmm. a bunch of little dick-ass bitches. How about that? Mm-hmm. Did you get, I don't know if you got, did you get the rest of this where we start getting the name call, the roll call portion oh, I, of the I game? I skipped the roll call, but that's when they all, I mean, that's part of a gang movie is you got to assume there's a bunch of cool gang outfits. And but they like, just let, rattle them off. Like uh, yeah. the hungry boys of, of, down, of downtown. <laughs> It's like at a certain point, it's a Key and Peel sketch. Yeah, it's it's just them like naming random Irish names coming out out of nowhere. The yeah. Popo Boys, the Gingham Gang, <laughs> the McGloin Diggers. Like, what is going on here? But I did like that. I mean, that that to me felt like the 
the caricature of this world mm-hmm. that a movie could heighten. Yeah. Right. You're it's, it is, it's like an action movie that has a bunch of like different clans in it. And they're all like mm-hmm. a Viking thing. And they're all like banded together to fight for a larger cause. Like that's, it's cinematic, but this is the, this mm. is the, the, the sweet spot of yeah. what this movie was trying to do. And for some reason they're just like, all right, we did it. Now we'll move on to something else and make mm-hmm. this movie about not this. Uh, but then when we get to the big fight, that's just in the middle of, of five points. So it's mm-hmm. full on just old school fighting without guns, yep. which is a choice. I think that's mm-hmm. part of being an honorable gang. It's like, Hey, we're going to go in there with knives, which are also just deadly as fuck. I'm not sure how that makes it better. <laughs> we're going to slice you, not shoot yeah. you. Yeah, we just don't use propulsive weapons. We we only use slicey <laughs> McDiceys. We're old school here. Yeah. The amount of... I, before we get into the actual fighting, anything else that you have before we get to the fighting? No. Scene I, I, the, the next big scene I have is kind of the culmination of this pit fight okay. that we got going on in the open square. Yeah. So, I mean, I have I have a lot of thoughts, but I think ultimately if, I, if we're going to start where I love to start, which is on the story... This is, I think, fundamentally where the story goes a little wrong. And we have no understanding and nor will we ever get any understanding of what was the relationship between Priest Valen and Bill the Butcher. You get a little bit. When he has a monologue later when he's talking to Leo about how he just says he's the last honorable man. The priest like beat him to a fucking pulp. And then he was so ashamed by his performance that he cut out his own eye because he looked away in combat. But uh, you don't get a ton of of their background prior to the exposition with Leo halfway through the movie. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yes, but those are words. It's, you know, it's it's like, (laughs) but it's like, it's like the most vaguest words of like, he was an honorable man. Like no one else would like, we were like the same person except for one difference. Like, no, no. There were so many differences. So many differences. If, if, If Valen is a priest... You'd imagine they're very different people. Or butcher, yeah, or... Bill the Butcher is a knife throwing like magician <laughs> and a butcher. Yeah, he's got a, he's a he's a man of many talents. He's a, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. He does. He's he has a, a Renaissance man. His yeah. knife throwing abilities, as we see like, later on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I was. Why is he not busting that out in combat? Oh, he's got yeah. range for days. He's got mm-hmm. knives for days. Like just mm-hmm. chuck him, chuck him at Valen, and you're good. He's got just a. Like he's got a spear with a cross on the end of it. That's all Valen's working with. This is where you just have to you have to just sit back on movies like this and just realize nobody was actually wanting to win this war. Like, because <laughs> otherwise, okay, yes, I know we all love our guns and we love our knives, but if we're gonna make a rule that says no guns coming in here, let's bring some arrows. Like let's yeah. why are we why are we Strange not coming from weapons. a distance? Except yeah. for that's not honorable. Well, you know what's honorable? Living <laughs> after this war, <laughs> where apparently it just matters if which one of our two leaders dies first. Yeah. That's that's which, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of something I liked younger. Because they're like tokens. They're tokens mm-hmm. for their cause. And if that yeah. person dies, then that team is lost, which is not how it works, but that's how it plays out mm-hmm. in movies like this to save time. But the movie doesn't care about time, which is no. the most egregious offense here. But we do get the the showdown, I guess, between the Bill the Butcher and Valen in the middle of the of the battle, 
where Bill just kind of slices him real quick. It's like a quick gut. He like he threw yeah. someone else in front of him as like a very dishonorable tactic of yeah. confusion. I'm not, I'm not getting <laughs> hand to hand with you, like kill this guy. And then as you kill that guy, I'm going to stab you in the gut. Yeah. He might as well, you know, bent down, grab the thing of sand and throw it in Peace yeah. Fallon's face. Basically the whole, like, <laughs> look over there for a second. Oh, look, your mom. And then stab him in the back. And he also threw an ax at somebody else later right in the back. Like, this is not an honorable man, Bill the Butcher. No, no. Um, that, now, what was your thoughts? Because it this blew me away how I have not always remembered this. I honestly thought when I put this on and started watching it that I somehow had stumbled on someone's like remastery or like remix of this <laughs> because this initial you know combat warfare fight is scored to modern day music. Yeah, like like I don't know what the official word for it would be, but like I don't know like industrial rock. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like it was very like nine inch nails kind of was, vibe, yeah. you know, to it. Like where I'm like, what is happening right now? Like this movie where nothing else is 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 like out of place time wise, except for this like slow motion music video war scene where yeah. I, yeah. It felt were a you lot taking like, notes from Zack Snyder? What happened? I was saying here? that yeah, it felt a lot like uh, <laughs> 300. This very stylized, yeah. like everyone's uh-huh. kind of mimicking their own fight and, and that that's it's such a wide shot mm-hmm. of the violence that to me it was almost taking me out of it because it looked like play fighting mm-hmm. um, but then when you get into the more aftermathy shots it's very devastating there's a lot of like blood on the ground and like graphic people's limbs cut mm-hmm. off and stuff so didn't really know what it wanted to be like, in terms of stylistic violence or like gory stuff but I, I did like it. I like that opening scene. I like when when Valen is dead and everyone's just like, ooh, it's we've won and the natives are all so happy. But I, I don't understand like what happens to Leo's character now. So Leo's mm. a little boy at yep. this time. He's rooting for his dad. Well, of course. And, yeah, of course. And yeah, his dad loses and he's very sad. So he goes and he like... Does not take that well. He does not take losing like a champ. No, it's not honorable <laughs> to go cry on the battlefield after you've lost, but that's what he did. But then he's just like sent off to an orphanage. Seeming so. Yeah, it seems as if he runs away and at some point the movie doesn't care to to show us the next 15-ish years. He <laughs> gets in and out of reform school slash like an orphanarium school for delinquents it sounds seems like or maybe even more because he was he's stuck there more than 18 for whatever reason the movie wants to point out he got like held back a few years <laughs> he was an extra bad orphan <laughs> so yeah for the next however many years 12 to 16 years leo is in and out of the uh the system of new york and we hear you want to talk about hearing no background mm. zero background on leo no. It's it's so strange to have a main character who the only reason that we are supposed to be rooting for him is because his dad was killed. Yeah. And he's slightly less racist than the natives are. To a point when it serves him, yeah. Yeah, I mean they allow <laughs> black people into their group. Yeah. Or it's one. Nice. <laughs> one black person. They don't like yell at him every time he's on the screen, mm-hmm. which is nice. But I mean he's not shown as like a he's not trying to do the right thing. He's also trying to exploit the system and gain power for power's sake. And sure it's to fight against bill, but also not for 
creating like democracy. Like that's not the point of the movie. It's just, it's very strange not to have set up your hero as having an actual hero's journey outside of revenge killing, which is what we're kind of rooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get the intro scene. This is, I, I saved this one for the, for the list of all the gangs. <laughs> this is when Leo comes back. They're calling him Amsterdam mm-hmm. because is that, is that what he's told them is that he was overseas and that's, where his orphanage was no for whatever reason that's just the name that he uses when he (laughs) when he goes back to the to the gang he has like all the time in the world to think of what name he wants it could be like the name of an author or a book he had read nope it just yeah call me amsterdam yeah call me call me amsterdam and and so he's talking to to johnny who immediately recognizes him and in the catacombs and those weird tunneling systems where Mm -hmm. Leo's coming back to find his dad's knife. Johnny's down there doing, you know, things. He's not a part of the dead rabbits because they've absolved, but he's not not allowed to talk about the dead rabbits anymore. Yeah. So now that he's seen Leo and like pieces together that Amsterdam was, was Valen's son. He, they're now like, recapping some stuff together so that's going to be helpful for us to be prepared for some actual decent irish accents in this in this back and forth which we won't have the rest of the movie who are the gangs around now we've got the daybreak boys and the swamp angels they work the river looting ships the frog hollow shanghai sailors down around the bloody angle short tails was rough for a while but they become a bunch of jack rolling dandies lolling around murderers alley looking like chinamen Hellcat Maggie, she tried to open her own grog shop, but she drunk up all her own liquor and got thrown out on the street. Okay. Now she's on the lay for anything. There's a plug uglies. They're from somewhere deep in the old country. The plug uglies? The plug, yeah, the plug uglies. The plug uglies, yeah. That's, that's unfortunately my crew. That's tough. <laughs> their own language. No one understands what they're saying. They love to fight the cops. And the night walkers, the rag pickers were open. Uh, they work on their backs and kill with their hands. They're so scurvy under the plug uglies to talk to them. But who knows what they're saying? The slaughterhousers and the Broadway twisters. They're a fine bunch of bingo boys. And- <laughs> they're a fine bunch of bingo boys. Like, that feels like something that you could alternately say like every 40 years, and one time it's good, the next time it's bad. Like, in this time frame, you say, oh, you're a real bingo boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad. But if you say that now, so we're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> wow, I am a bingo boy. I, I am Thank a you. bingo boy. A bingo man. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Johnny, you, you can you can tell in the beginning there's going to be a conflict because the second we see Cameron Diaz show up, Jenny. Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny's like, oh, I love Jenny. Like, she's my favorite. I wish mm-hmm. you'd notice me. Very clear. This is going to become a pick, pick, a sticking point. Between the three of these, as Leo, <laughs> clear he's just more attractive than, mm-hmm. than than old Johnny is. He's got more of the air of mystique. Uh, but the romance between Amsterdam and Jenny is more about like competition at first, I guess. Like she tries to steal from him, and then he has to track her down, and then he sees how skilled she is at stealing and learns to respect it. But also that she works for build a butcher there's all these sort of like layers of this shouldn't mm-hmm. this is a forbidden ro- a forbidden romance yeah but yet we continue down that path yeah we did not need her to be tied to to both bill the butcher and johnny in like incredibly intimate ways 
That's yeah. that's too much coincidence for a coincidence heavy movie. You know it's what I mean? For the only for really the only female character in this movie to be so wrapped into the existing male character stories, mm-hmm. it just feels like a device. And yeah. it's just annoying. It's just like seeing that develop for the first 40 minutes of her mm-hmm. character getting more and more involved with Leo. It's like, you see exactly what's happening. It's being telegraphed so hard. Mm-hmm. And she's not someone that I'm rooting for either. I mean, she's sympathetic, but she's not a hero. She's not someone that, that you're invested in, I guess. At least I was not invested in her getting out of this situation because where is she going to go? San Francisco. That's the goal. Like she shows a map like, Oh, we're going to go all the way through the South of the, of the, North America, <laughs> go through the Panama <laughs> Canal to see. Like, what is this? Like, that's a, it's a bad map. You got a bad map. Mm-hmm. We don't even have land trails across the country now. I'm not interested in that storyline because that's a whole nother like, farcical thing that that you're putting in my face is the ultimate like dream is to get out of New York yeah. and go to San Francisco. Like, well, no, I don't care. Yeah. That's yeah, and ultimately, I feel like that's that's where I come down. Of this movie is not about real people; it's about totems. It's about you know the we want you to kind of think of of these individuals as kinds of you know the, thematic characters as opposed to real individuals. Because yeah, we watch the entire war. There's no we don't get, we are never really given a reason as to like why they're fighting, what the scope of the reason the fighting is, what's the ultimate. Okay, here's now here's how Bill got control and like that. And then same thing with with her relationship. Like, why is Cameron Diaz with him? I, I don't know why. You know, why? We, we, we why a does she bit want that? She used to be. His, she was his primary knife magic partner, where he was. I mean, using her to to throw knives at, and she would be pretty. I mean, it seems like Bill the Butcher runs some kind of classic groomer operation where he somehow <laughs> rescued this lady at somewhere between like ages of five and nine, it sounded like. And then when she asked for it, yeah, they had that's sex. The, like, that's I some feel good like stuff, that Bill. <laughs> all the time with these things where it's like, I know he looks like a bad guy, but he's really not as bad as everybody else. Like he at least mm-hmm. asked for permission where it's like, maybe in your case, Jenny, but he's mm-hmm. not doing that with anybody else. Like he's cutting people down without talking to him. He's like wielding his power willy nilly over everybody. Like this is not a guy who has any positive traits because yeah. he didn't rape you as a tiny little girl. Mm-hmm. Doesn't give him any positive virtue points. That's just like something he probably forgot to do to you. <laughs> Right. Or like it just, yeah, it wasn't on his agenda for the day. Exactly. He just had plenty of other women he was abusing. He didn't need to like abuse a little girl. Yeah. My effort was made to make sure that you ended up staying a virgin when you, when you eventually chose me. So I was making sure none of the other guys got to you. That's what Bill the Butcher's day was. (laughs) Yeah. Basically you're like a marked woman at that point. Like if you're Bill's girl, like no other, no person's going to touch you. Uh, So we get just a lot of uninteresting Leo drama with her, in my opinion, we get him cozying up to Bill uh, in this like early part of the movie. What do you think about like that? But see, well, he didn't give us at least to the audience. I feel like we didn't get the perspective of him doing subterfuge. No, kind of felt it, like he kind of like stumbled in to Bill's good graces. That that's where it feels like this movie again is like it's three different movies that 
weren't related that got stitched together because honestly you could very easily start this movie with Leo coming off the boat as Amsterdam and not have him have any kind of prior relationship with Bill the Butcher. This could just be where he finds out like later through like memories or something. Absolutely. Like this doesn't have, cause there's very little that Leo's character actively does to get into Bill the Butcher's Yeah. So there's just not a lot of active momentum that Amsterdam does to be in Bill the Butcher's life, to become the right-hand man. It, it almost feels it's like accidental at every step of the way, even to the point where at the beginning, we actually do see scenes of Amsterdam going to like the Chinese theater and like making very early plans to do the assassination of Bill the Butcher. And we get like the one throwaway line of like, when you kill a king, you make sure you do it when everyone's watching. And that makes, that makes sense. If you're trying to take over the kingdom, not avenge your fallen father, you don't care what happens to the kingdom after you can kill the king. Any way you see Bill has shown like later on, like it doesn't matter if you kill someone in the public, as long as you're doing dastardly deeds that benefit your plot. That's what you're, that's what you're doing in those positions. (laughs) Uh, I forget if the fist fight between him and the little bald Irish man who used to be his uh, Valens number one, who's now squirmed over to Bill now that he's Mm -hmm. got power. I forget that guy's name. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Baldy, Baldy McBalters. He's a very Irish guy. (laughs) McGloin. McGloin. Is very Irish, but he's turned coat and he's now on the native side. And, Yep. Did did that this fight between him and Leo happen before or after the failed assassination of Bill that he saved? Uh, okay, so much earlier. This is as M- Amsterdam earlier. is like ingratiating into the group. He and uh, and and bald Irish man mm-hmm. start to have some word exchanges here, which I thought this is a pretty fun scene where they right before they box. Uh, I'll play that. Mm. I've been called a lot of things, mister, but I've never been called a fiddlum band. Fiddlum bands, right? Well, if I knew what in the hell that meant, I'd be inclined to take offense. Fiddlum bands is a fellow steals anything, dead or alive, because he's too low to work up a decent lay for himself. Get that careful, Belgian. I'm telling you, that's all there is. That's all they give us. Now, Chisler. If you had said chiseler, now there's a word I understand, you know? Now, is that what you you're calling us? Well, I could think of a number of things to call you, Boyle. Right, but I asked if he was calling us chiseler. Chiseler! Supposing I am. Well, then we got business. We got some business. And then we get an impromptu boxing match that mm-hmm. people start to bet on. And, uh, and Leo wins. Yeah. Wait... Which, I mean, again, this is probably where everyone's, why I have this as a higher rated movie than you is you completely skipped over what I would say is probably some of the highlights of of the movie for me, which is where we focus on a little bit of the historical period. The idea of how different oh, fire, yeah. you know, how different like firefights, you know, and there's different companies that were trying to take ownership over who could actually, uh, you know, put out a fire. And if they didn't do it fast enough, they would just go ransack the the place next door. Like those kinds of elements are are based on reality. They are based on things that actually did happen in the historical time period. And 
it's those kinds of things where the movies like either pay more attention to them or get rid of them. And I wish that it paid more attention to it. I feel like that is where this movie is really thriving is when it sticks to kind of the, uh, yeah. So either do more mm-hmm. of it where how deep the you are goes. focusing on the period on you know the, the, what, what life in 1860s in New York would have been like, or exactly. Especially when you're spending so much time with, you know, boss Tweed, who is a real life character of that time period, like, use that more that would have been more more fun yeah with like when they do the scene of amsterdam like really becoming the right hand man by organizing the boxing ring outside of the new york jurisdiction those kinds of things i think would have been more interesting to pay more attention to and it gets really shuffled away as soon as we get into like the romance of the weird dance that they have in the same building where the dead rabbits used to congregate. Um, And that's like right around the time of the boxing fight. But I just wanted to call out like that's, that's really how Amsterdam gets introduced to build a butcher is during a fire, uh, a fire, Mm -hmm. he and Johnny break into the place that's on fire to steal like a bunch of, which is, you know, your normal syndicate rules. And you gotta, you gotta gotta pay your dues to the, turn that money into the gang. Yeah, it's like that's uh, like that. I mean, that is, I like those yeah. types of things. I do like. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. felt like they were putting him in the in the movie to explain mm-hmm. the era more than having them impact the story. Like they're explaining the corruption. They're showing examples of how the gang can mm-hmm. profit from having a relationship with yeah. the the boss Tweed or whatever his name is. William Tweed is that the the character's name that Jim Broadbent's playing. Yeah, I mean, I love him. I th- I felt like he could have been the sixth man of this movie had he been given like more to do. Yeah, but all of his interactions mm-hmm. with Bill felt like explaining mm-hmm. Bill more than him having a character, like explaining the impact Bill's having to things, explaining like how the voting system works. It's like exposition dumps rather than give me a world in which yep. all of these things are actually shown to have an effect to each other. Like how is Bill's station mm-hmm. now more more be, is being challenged now more because of the increase of Irish people coming in yeah. off the boats? Like we we get that, but it's one scene, and it's it's not even that like that direct. And when we start to get into the political side of the movie with the elections, it just feels completely <laughs> performative because we have no idea what's going on, like what the structure of this is, like what does it mean if there's an Irish sheriff, like. Okay, now he just kills the sheriff after he's been named the sheriff and broad daylight, and that doesn't matter. Like it's just like none of this felt like a real world to me when all these events are going on. It just felt like different plot mm-hmm. or different devices were using to move the story along and slowly explain mm-hmm. the passage of time. Uh, the fight between Baldy McBalderson and Amsterdam. I felt like it was some of the better action in the movie, more suspense. The fish hook at the end of it was pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the scene. This is the next scene I have. We can talk about kind of the, yeah. the, yeah. the political mm-hmm. side now a little bit, but this is the scene that William Tweed is basically saying, you got to change your ways, Bill. We can't continue this relationship. If you're going to not work with me on immigration stuff. Let's play this. 
<laughs> Bill, deliver these good and fervent folk to the polls on a regular basis, and there'll be a handsome price for each vote goes Tammany's way. My father gave his life making this country what it is. Murdered by the British with all of his men on the 25th of July, Anno Domini 1814. You think I'm gonna help you befoul his legacy? By giving this country over to them was had no hand in the fighting for it? Why, because they come off a boat crawling with lice and begging you for soup? You're a great one for the fighting, Bill, I know. But you can't fight forever. I can go down doing it. And you will. We get a nasty stare there from Bill at the other end of that. But, I mean, very clear what's happening here. What? Why Tweed is having Bill do this mm -hmm. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, he, they're clearly not allies in this. Bill isn't really offering you anything. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I don't understand why Bill has this. The issue I'm getting is, like, why is Bill so powerful? I understand nope. he owns the mob. Or I mean, he has the crime syndicate. But he's vastly outnumbered. He doesn't have necessarily the commitment of Tweed because he's turning coat to yeah. Amsterdam the second he can. I just don't understand, like, what is keeping him there? What is he doing? What's his role? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, like like with any other gang leader, mafia leader, it's it's almost always violence. It's propensity of violence. It's Z. You know, why is Z the you know the leader of um, of the city of God? It's because he's willing to go out and kill the other people and take over the illicit business. Because like, that's what's unsaid. All the, all the is Bill the Butcher runs yeah. all those whorehouses. He runs all the illegal activity in Five Point because he just takes a piece of it. You know, you only get to operate in this world if you pay me money. We're yeah, going to come, you know, and, we're gonna come and break your neck. In this that, environment, that seems to be what Bill the Butcher's being claim on the five points the is. political ramifications of him not wanting natives to vote or non-natives non to vote. That's where this all falls apart to me because I don't understand the dynamics of Tweed. Like, what's, what's happening here? Like, if Bill mm -hmm. isn't supporting... Yeah. voting of immigrants is that really stopping them from voting they can still vote mm -hmm. I, yeah i mean we we from everything that we see bill is a very hard liner of you're either with me or against me and so Tweed is very much a, we yeah. just want power so that way we can continue to run the, you know, the judicial, you know, the, the judicial system to give us and our cronies more money so that we stay in power so that we can keep it moving. Whereas Bill doesn't want to be a part of just like a con concurrently operating system. Yeah. He wants that, but he only wants it to benefit him and in, in his kind. He, you know, like he is a very ism yeah, kind of be person. Like, we are Americans, you are other things, and you should not get the benefit of what we get. That and Tweed's like, no, we recognize that these people are, you know, can vote, can do yeah, other things. Which, you know, this bad so we guys, need to bad guy stuff treat them as humans, whereas Bill's like, no, we treat there, them as subhumans. The issue you know, when you present make them our that slaves, essentially. In a movie, is that there needs to be a very clear oppositional force to that ideology. Yeah. At least for me to have a clear you know, decisive 
reason to watch it is I want to see that lose. But there's no opposition Agreed. to Bill. The only opposition is Amsterdam, but Amsterdam doesn't care about those things. He just cares about revenge. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to make a better New York. He's not trying to make it more inclusive. He's trying mm-hmm. to do it for Irish people instead of doing it for natives. No. Which correct. <laughs> no. Well, the jump the shark moment is when And not Leo even that. At the Amsterdam beginning he's just revenge. It's flat out I, you know, you killed my village. papa. Where some Irish guy's got <laughs> close enough, he's got a gun, he's about to pop him and Leo stops it. Almost out of like instinct, like reflexes. Yeah. He saw it happening and he's like, boom, I'm going to stop it. And then he mm-hmm. has like a dramatic moment where he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Whoopsie do. But incidentally, it rockets him up Bill's uh, outfit. Like he's now basically Bill's number one guy after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and my protege, like, you know, and like to the point where this is where we get to the the point where oh, you saved like, my uh, life. Well, now you also become my therapist. Blood. Like, <laughs> like there's something just in Amsterdam yeah. that is reminiscent of mm-hmm. the priest, and there's just so much respect that Bill has for the priest yeah. that he has like a symbiotic transfer <laughs> to Amsterdam. Hmm. The, yeah, this movie again, like small changes. If he's like, oh, go a because the only way. thing that he was if Bill against Valinor that this is was Reed's the Irish son. It makes the movie. And better. Amsterdam doesn't seem Him to mind. Not like know- he's in the native crew. He's doing native stuff. He's not like, hey, stop being mean to black people and like mm-hmm. accept Irish people. He's no. He's like, all right, I'm higher up here. Yeah. Let's see what I can do. No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, and that's what you that's what you get to do in a revenge yeah. movie, a revenge tale, is you get to get the character who's get blinders so that they can do things that you normally wouldn't do because they have the righteous goal in front of them, and the righteous goals kill Bill the Butcher. So whatever, if I have to break some other person's leg and the you know to get closer to him, I will. That makes sense, except that this movie also is very much about classism racism and yeah amsterdam is not an opposing force for those things he never want like never once is there any kind of discussion from him on this is what you know america it's needs not, to be better well, kind this of, is, i feel like the you know, revenge we, you know, we need is, to you know, stop kind of the violence amongst our own kind after the cameron Nothing. diaz thing it's, and he becomes purely a revenge it only rises movie back up after i think he gets the Whoa. probably the sizzle <laughs> of the movie where Bill gives the exposition of Valen, of like why he has so much respect for him. Uh, and the imagery of the scene, mm-hmm. you have him like, you have Bill the Butcher kind of draped mm-hmm. in like an Americana flag as he's talking about this to Leo, who he, he at this point doesn't know still is Valen's son. Uh, and this is, I mean, this is probably what you think of when you think of gangs in New York, if not that opening dungeon scene. Um, let's play this. Mm-hmm. I killed the last honorable man 15 years ago since then. 
You've seen his porch from downstairs. Mm -hmm. Is your mouth all glued up with Connie juice? I asked you a question. I said I seen it, sir. Connie juice. <laughs> oh, you got a murderous rage in you, and I like it. <laughs> oh, it's life boiling up inside of you. It's good. The priest and me, we lived no, by the same I'd principles. Never like that. It was only faith divided us. Was it? Just, give me this, the you know. Catholic Protestant issue. <laughs> that was the finest beating I ever took. My face That's was it. pulp. Like my so guts was pierced. Then. My ribs was all mashed up. <laughs> When he came to finish me, I couldn't look him in the eye. He spared me because he wanted me to live in shame. This was a great man. It's <laughs> a great man, do. Great man. So I cut out the eye that looked away. And I have six fingers. <laughs> Sent it to him wrapped in blue paper. I would have cut them both out if I could afford him blind. And I rose back up again with a full heart and buried him in his own blood. So, I mean, great monologue. He's acting his heart out. He's got the metal eye or the glass eye you can zoom in on. That's nice. Uh, but this is where I feel like Leo cements himself as mm -hmm. I got to get revenge. Uh, That's how uh, I took it. This is really where, <laughs> right after this, this is where uh, Daniel Day or Bill the Butcher finds out from Johnny, yeah, who is pissed off it's, it's, because Jenny and Amsterdam are hooking up, and he's like, "That's not cool." So he goes and he outs Amsterdam, yeah, for being the priest's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which again timing is everything in in, in the world you know in life <clears throat> you know this this he well, which is johnny place during runs the and tells celebration uh, the Bill the butcher seemingly over the an rabbits. hour before the assassination attempt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, you know, this is Johnny, by the way. Uh, you know, we don't really talk very often. I'm like an underling below an underling. But uh, I want to tell you something. I've Keep known a for a while eye. now. Keep a close Your protege uh, there. Uh, well, and then Johnny gets to come up. I don't know if he wants to kill for, you. He's never being, said uh, that. Blabble mouth. But he is Valen's son. Keep a close eye. No. And then there's the other, the other I think its name is Stephen Graham, oh. the guy who plays is it Shang? I don't know. It's whatever the other guy in their crew is. <laughs> Not he's fast he's in a lot of things. Like a littler Irish. No, he doesn't look very Irish, but he's a little guy on their crew. He's the only like friend after this, after Johnny dies. Amsterdam like has nobody else that, he, that we've seen him with in the movie. So then. Yeah. Guy plays Capote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he becomes like the new friend. 
after Johnny oh, the guy dies who plays, because um, they've not spent any other time uh, creating and, a character uh, that we know yeah. in the Dead Rabbits. Okay, okay, yeah. It it just felt like once Johnny died, <laughs> Leo becomes Priest Valen, basically. Like he's Real now the head of that group, and there's a bunch of new people coming into the movie. Just like you assume he somehow created mm. a, a a full on organization that he's running. We just don't see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because essentially it's from here we get all right. We're we're, we're yeah. gonna officially try and run a candidate, you know, for sheriff or whatever, so that we can fight. This is after a good chunk hour. of action. I would right? say you resume going, a little so bit. So we're of going to suspense. go and like get uh, our boy Brendan Gleeson. We're gonna get him endangering gonna... Jenny because he know that he knows that Amsterdam yeah. likes her. So he's trying to rile him up. And that's dramatic. A lot of good knife work going sure. on. And then um, we get the attempt of yeah. Amsterdam to kill yep. Bill the Butcher. Finally, of all the chances he's had to, to kill him, <laughs> he said he decides that now is the time. I'm I'm riled up enough after the knife dramatics. I'm going to try to chuck a knife at him and get him that way. Let's play this scene. To defeat my enemy, I extinguish his life. And consume him as I consume these flames. Hmm. In honor of Priest Fallon. That's a wound. Two questions. Number one, Amsterdam throws a knife at him and it just gets like batted away. Like it's nothing. Like here you go. They saw that coming a mile away. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he pulls out a gun, Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and tries to shoot, but he's yeah. been he's grabbed mm-hmm. at that point because now the guards Dude, are all the time yep. to where the knife throw was originally. If you got a gun, you use it over the knife. Mm-hmm. The knife's the backup. The, if the gun is stripped from you, then you start throwing daggers. Probably, yeah. He knew he was coming enough. He could have samurai sliced it in half. Uh, and no, then he could have, he could have knocked that bullet out of thin air just alive. like he did the knife. The I know what you're talking about. It's basically like when, when <laughs> he's caught and thrown onto a table and then the awesome headbutt scene where Bill the Butcher just like full on gives him four good ones to the forehead. That was intense. But then the whole mm. audience is like, cut out his heart, cut out his liver. And he's yeah. just like, eh, I'm going to put him back in prison. Like, what? What was the point mm-hmm. of having the sheriff come by? <laughs> no. I honestly don't know. These are the kind of uh, these are the kinds yeah. of like I'm moments of an evil person where you're like, "Why? What what, what 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 do you need? This is you just really looking to make your own James Bond. You are trying to strengthen Yeah. Yeah, it's only because of the the shadowing of well, Priest Valen let me live after he gave me the beating of my life. So I'm going to give you the beating of your life, let you live, and then you can come and take care of me. It's it's that mirroring aspect, which that like that's not what you need from a story. It, like the the yeah. story itself, the plot, doesn't especially because like the next scene like that, that we get to make it enjoyable is basically it, him it, asking. Because sometimes the it just it screams at you, like why? Because he's why would you ever let him go? The like, town square, there's no reason. They had a dead rabbit are back and then he's 
having like a good minute and a half scene yeah. where he's instructing the sheriff, Tom C. R- or John yeah. C. Riley, to go mm-hmm. kill Leo in prison wherever he's being held. And there's the dramatic scene of like, or there's tension there because like, who's mm-hmm. John C. Riley going to be loyal to? Because he's Irish and Catholic. But I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. That wasn't suspenseful to me. And he, he did he did try to kill Amsterdam, but Amsterdam kills him, which then is mm-hmm. the next impetus for the political intrigue of the movie to come back up, where now Tweed is working with Amsterdam yep. and backing a Irish candidate, Gleason, mm-hmm. or what's his name in the movie? This Monk, I think is his nickname. Uh, he's the one who's being backed by Amsterdam, and and he's got like an interesting. Mm-hmm. He's an interesting character in the movie, Monk, because yep. he's got his little token. He's got that stick. The little club he uses to kill people with, and he's got little notches on it for everyone that he's killed, and he's like kind of like a hired gun with with morals, is how he was yep. billed, where he joined the mm-hmm. priest group because he was both offered money, and his loyalty mm-hmm. was I don't know it was very unclear of what his end goal is, but he's all for Irish pride now. At this point in the movie, he's like, yeah, I'll run, I'll do this. He's a respected figure in the community stood up to bill before <laughs> he he then wins the yes. election by a landslide which were apparently because of fraudulent votes i don't know yeah uh and then you have mm-hmm. bill the butcher showing up outside of his cottage Seems or his like it, yeah. little, like sheriff store <laughs> whatever it was like a sheriff's office this barbershop. Yeah, I'll play that scene. This is again a good, a nice dramatic scene. There you are, Bill. I think it's his bar, his barbershop. People have spoken. Mm-hmm. The very notion of violent reprisal benumbs them. Come on up. Let's see if we can resolve our grievances the democratic way. Dare you turn your back to me? That, my friends, is the minority vote. Pretty cool line. Pretty cool line. Uh, But again, this is such a weird payoff. There was a good... 20 minutes of the movie dedicated to this sheriff dynamic. Who's going to be the sheriff? How is this going to angle like the next chapter of the feud between Amsterdam and Bill the Butcher? But mm. it really doesn't. I mean, there's the, the, there's no ramifications of this. It just makes it so now Leo goes to Butcher's like, we're going to fight. And Bill the Butcher's like, yeah, we are. Accepted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I love the uh, like the official meeting that we have of the two clans, where it's like, all right, what are we gonna use? These kinds of weapons? All right, what? all right. I, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the argument that there is a stuff. kind That's of warfare where when the, the leader drops, the rest get of the cage people out. are like, okay, end of end of violence, everybody. Put your, put your weapons down. That was being built up. Yeah, 
This whole time, Get some gladiators. we've seen fistfights yeah. from both of them. They both killed other characters. They're getting closer to each other. And the last 35, mm-hmm. 40 minutes of this movie becomes solely about conscription and the, the I guess, the horrors of the disparity of the social classes. Like, we have all of those, like, random white dudes that start showing up talking about how they're taking advantage of poor people, pitting them against each other, that it came so late in the mm-hmm. movie and had such a little effect to the drama between Bill and Amsterdam. The effect of introducing this riot that's now happening because all the, all the Irish people are pissed about conscription and having to pay money to not be conscripted mm-hmm. into, into being a soldier. Like, What? That was literally what happens at the end. Like they they start to riot, and the riot takes place at the same time that they've they've <laughs> yep. agreed upon their mob violence, and and now they can't even mm-hmm. fight because they're being distracted yep. by actual like war going on in the streets. Yeah, and Yeah, because we're not just saying that there are riots in the streets. The riots are so bad that yeah. the government and you, and you decides old, old we're going to just start shelling Catholic, artillery from new, our boats like and just indiscriminately shooting down radio. areas of New yeah, York. Like police because the, we're, but let's this, <laughs> this is the big dramatic culmination of where the movie's going is we have this like mm-hmm. violence going out everywhere and the, and the mobs are being... <laughs> indiscriminately shot down and black people are being killed like, like this Marshall's office mm-hmm. on third avenue is burning down the police is of no avail two colored men brought in almost dead get you more equals outside you need help the blacks are being attacked all over the city hey there's a free on the other man get him did your daddy fight you out of the army? Can he fight me out of the army too? There is danger of mob attacking armory, corner 21st Street, 2nd Avenue. There's about 500 stand of arms in it. Instead of having the awesome images of the groups like going through those caves and putting on their claws and getting ready to do some damage, it's this type of stuff. It's like cutscenes to different alleyways and different skirmishes. <laughs> of people we don't know it's what's going on that why did we why did we write this in to happen at the same time of this culmination battle the drama is the drama it causes in the battle is there's so much mm-hmm. dust and debris that no one can see each other and that's the drama i do not know like, oh are they going to be yeah. able to like I, fight are they going to be able to find each other and then the fight uh, became about like a like a yeah like a hide yeah. and seek. Now you see me, now you don't. Type it. I'm gonna I'm gonna run up you and slice you in the ankles and not go for your throat. What are we doing? This is not a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of, of like a show, showdown where it's like Daredevil's like, getting his butt the worked, and all of a sudden the, the lights go off and he's able to uh, and then, dodge, out of nowhere, dodge and weave. I can't see him. Shrapnel <laughs> that takes Bill down. 
that's not what I wanted to see. I don't want to see a shrapnel to get him in the gut, and that's why Leo gets the upper hand. Just mm-hmm. completely not what I wanted. And yeah, we, why wouldn't we it? have Jenny getting like assaulted as she tries to leave during the riots. She's trying to book it to San Francisco because she's had enough of waiting, I guess. Because which you <laughs> could have fooled me because she was full on into the dead rabbits a second ago. And so she's trying to leave and she gets yep. punched in the face <laughs> as she tries to go to the, the <laughs> a boat and gets pickpocketed and all of her stuff mm-hmm. stolen. So I guess she made the wrong choices. But all the things happening here at the end were just <laughs> not what not worthy of a two and a half hour build up to this to this oh, sad times. climax. Yeah, so for me, this is this is the biggest letdown of the movie, the final act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I hundred percent agree. I, I the there's a lot of ground that's covered in the first hour and a half, and. Mm-hmm. You you know, when you're putting that much time into storylines, characters, you know, you want it to end satisfactory. And satisfactory doesn't mean it has to be well, you know, all tied into a bow. It doesn't have to mean that we have the same exact kind of uh, battle that we had at the beginning. Right. It doesn't have to have that. But yeah. to do it, to to go out of your way to basically, all right, we're going to set up dead, dead rabbits 2.0 versus versus the nativist again in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. And then to just say, ah, you know what? We're tomorrow. also going to just happen to have that being take during the 1863 riots. <laughs> and not and like, you think oh, they'd be a part of the rioting? Exactly. Like these people are not impacted, but you don't think that they have the their radios going, the Hey, defenses. there is a riot going on. Let's postpone our war fight. Wait, I think he got lynched. Many of them are like we see the the the, the black guy who's a part of um, Leo's crew. Yeah, he gets lynched. We see McGloin just getting <laughs> killed by a bunch of uh, army members who are, well, who are he cleaning was, up a random he had street. The best and he's like, after that, I'm coming, but, I'm coming I mean, to kill some bitches. Didn't have a great character. So. <laughs> he had a death wish. That was some suicide by cop. Yeah, for Mister yeah, McGloin. Exactly. Uh, I and mean, this is, it's really how it wraps up. I mean, that you have the... That's what happens when you know you're going to get fish hooked. You develop a Amsterdam really good accent. Amsterdam ends up leaving with <laughs> Jenny. Jenny's fine after getting cold clacked in the nose. She recovers. Yeah. And then you have the, the basically the final scene of Amsterdam burying Bill the Butcher right next to his dad, which I'm sure his yep. dad would have hated. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I was like... <laughs> And then you have the backdrop of New York City kind yep. of changing as yeah, right. Uh, we we're not the same thing. The future and then the, <laughs> the grave and the and the site where the where Bill and Valinar kind of disappears into into just an unrecognizable piece of land, and you can see like the twin towers and all that, which you know could have been edited out, wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I, that that idea that that's the part of the movie where like, are you making a statement of like? <laughs> Yep. The these actions that are that are taking place between <laughs> like the Protestants, the Catholics, the the fighting of the of all these different clans are what has led us into the New York that we are now. Is that what the statement was? Like we've grown from that as 
the history of where mm-hmm. we come from and now this is what's left and we've forgotten <laughs> our, our origins and now we're just kind of moving on. Like, it just felt like a strange thing to do. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. I think it's legitimately just, hey, isn't that weird? This took place in the same spot that Neo Manhattan's at. Like, I, I honestly, I don't feel like there's any more of a connection of like they're trying to draw a parallel or a connection of, and this is the only way we could have gotten this or see how much less violence there is now. Or no, I think it truly is. Hey, it would be kind of cool that's if we have a camera and we show something it, it from 1865 the, the and then the show what it looks so like now. Chaotic that, and, that's, and, I think, all the presenting what New York was, was going like, to that shot. That it felt like they were yeah. trying to make a larger argument. It just fell deaf to me. I didn't get it. <laughs> I, didn't, I wanted this to be about the gangs and about the revenge story and everything else. I'm, yeah. I already have forgotten it. Like I'm not interested in the intrigue of the politics of of the immigration story give me the 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 subterfuge the integration into bill's crew and then the ultimate plot to kill him and all that stuff is what i wanted to see and it just never became that i think that's all i got to say Mm -hmm. about gangs is there anything else i agree i agree It's a, I, I think yeah. there's not yeah, enough. There's not enough stuff. This was one of the few movies that I knew right of the way. The there's like, no would, way we're talking for as long as the running time is. Shout so, out to the pig. Scene I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign. He's like explaining to Amsterdam how to butcher no. a pig and like what's a death cut, what's a wound, showing how good he is with a knife, which again I think is foreshadowing. You're going to get into a knife fight with Bill. That's just where this is going to end up, and it just didn't. Hmm. Yeah, right to the gut, into the yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> whatever. There's some. Yeah, and there, guess and what? One of the ways that Bill said was a kill is how you're going to kill it. It's the only part of the movie that I that I think uh-huh. warrants uh, retrospective. Everything else about this movie is throwaway territory for me. Hmm. I wouldn't say quite throwaway, but it's just not, it's not where it should be when all of the elements, like this is definitely a bake where I'm like, how did you bake this? Uh, I I, I still feel good about my G grading. Like bland Um, cake. Probably will end up with all the fancy ingredients somewhere. We'll see, but not when I'm looking at making much of a, much noise when we start to finally get into (laughs) our uh, head to head matchups. There can only be one Leo movie. We're going to figure out which one it is between this one and our next movie. We see the when we get the Leo on Leo we can uh, showdown. Everyone's waiting for the last movie of the 2002. <laughs> right. Yeah. The last movie of the 2002 mm-hmm. bracket it was our last of our auto wins as the top another, when you don't count. One. I think this one was when you don't count Lord but of the Rings. It is the top Rotten Tomato one. of the I mean, year. This is a, this is a tight Catch movie. me if you can. This is a movie that you still hear about. You got Tom Hanks. The long one. O2 is the year uh, of the long ones. On the heels of Castaway. <laughs> uh, and, and you got 
Leo on the on the heels mm-hmm. of Kings of New York. Yep. Uh a lot of a lot of uh I think a lot of potential right. from this movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it fondly. <laughs> it's got uh, I think enough tools in the bag to be a, a contender, especially seeing what its first matchup mm-hmm. is going to be as gangs. He almost can give it a buy into this into the second round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Abignail's not not busting out the well, Irish you know, accent. As far as far as I remember, Leo doesn't have to do much of an accent in this one, so I think that we'll be okay there. Uh, but it is another period movie. Oh, oh, it would be great if at some, some point, like I'm not good enough at geography tissue. to see if at any point in this movie. Uh, all right, well, I think that, that settles it <laughs> for gangs. We're we're gonna yeah. be moving on to our last movie, no, and then after that, it's that full on showdown yeah. time. We're ready to we're ready to move on and find a winner because it's been a long time coming. We got 2003 movies are staring at us. They're 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 getting they're in their fighting rooms. Showdowns. They're dressed. They're ready to they're ready to put on a show. Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so as a reminder, we are the <laughs> OMGs. Like, hey, it's a new year. Damn. Time for some new movies. We <laughs> will be watching. We. All right, so you're doing the yo yo effect, and we just misinterpreted that. We. You're doing the yo yo circle, and I figured you were doing that, but it's all right. It's a new, it's a, well, that's what, I, that's what I figured, but it ended up being I, figured wrong. I tried it, yeah. We'll see you next yeah. time, everybody. <laughs> as long as you figured it, yeah. <laughs> yep.